Hello and welcome to the Holistic Fashionista Speaker Series. I'm Angel Quintana, the CEO and founder of HolisticFashionista.com, and I will be your host. What you're about to experience is a powerful interview series presented by some of my most prized and honorable Signature System clients. Over the past several years, I have been coaching holistic leaders in brand development, internet marketing, and kismet clientele attraction, so they may go on to help others heal, find their purpose, and thrive in business. My clients come to me with remarkable talent and determination to serve those whom desire a more purposeful existence on this planet. However, the magnitude of their gifts left them struggling to organize their genius into a brand that would capture the hearts of their audience. In a few short months, they developed their one-of-a-kind signature system, a step-by-step solution-based roadmap that represents their greatest strengths and solves an urgent problem in society. Today, I have the proud pleasure of introducing to you some of these extraordinary entrepreneurs and top-tier professionals who have been brought here to show you what is possible in your life and how to make your true purpose shine through. They will share with you their personal voyage to success and what they learned along the way. So grab a notepad and get ready to be inspired. To learn more about the Holistic Fashionista Speaker Series, please visit holisticfashionista.com forward slash speaker dash series. It is my great honor to introduce to you Ejani Schultz to the Holistic Fashionista Speaker Series. Today, Ejani will be sharing with us how to find your style voice, from unicorn-hating wallflowers to fun, self-expressed, and stylish presets. But before we begin discussing this eye-opening topic, I'd like to take a moment to introduce to you my fabulous and fashionable client, friend, and special guest, Ejani Schultz. Ejani is the Technicolor priestess helping the career-driven, overachieving misfit dame who struggles with hiding out and letting life pass her by to have more fun, express herself, and uncover her craft, and most importantly, be amazingly stylish while doing it. She's a little bit woo-woo, a little bit rock and roll, but she knows the magic that happens when you stop all the self-naysaying and step into your energetic stilettos. After years of feeling like a prisoner of corporate landia and a wallflower at her own party, Homegirl decided it was time to begin expressing herself, her style, and her art. Today, she lives in the south of France with her tiny dancer and twin flame of 16 years and has found her style voice as the Technicolor Priestess. She is empowering women all around the world to set their stuff and truth stylishly. And P.S., this fabulous woman is also a raking master and loves unicorns and the color purple. Thank you, Esme, for being a part of the Holistic Fashionista Speaker Series, and welcome. Yay! I'm so excited. I've been looking forward to this, so thank you, Angel. Yay! Oh, my gosh. I love everything that you're about. Working with you on your signature system has been the bomb.com. I'm so excited to dive into this fabulous topic about your style voice and what that really means and how that can really get us to you know, have more fun and feel more self-expressed. So, but before we get into all of that goodness, I just want to ask you, and please remind me, how did we meet? 
Yes, let's see. Well, I started stalking you um, online, so I was watching you from afar, and I, I really love your message and your your saying, your you know, your rebelliousness and your authenticity and style. So I decided to approach you, and I thought you were going to say no, actually, but you were kind enough to say yes to do an interview um, series that I was doing about um, how to rock your photo shoot, and so you were a guest on that interview series for me. I totally remember that. Well, the thing that's so cool is that, you know, it's not every day we find people that are like us. And that's really the power of personal branding, really being yourself. And I think that just really goes back to how we initially found each other. It's just because we are so similar to each other. I mean, I usually call my clients long-lost friends because at the end of the day, that's what we are. We have so much in common. We have so much goodness. The fact that you are Miss Little Fashionista is like, you're like this little part of me because when I was a clothing designer, I mean, that's, I lived for fashion. So here you are just kind of picking up where I left off, and I'm just so excited about the topic that we're going to be talking about today. Yay, me too. It's Yay. a topic I can just go on and on and on about. So, yes, <laughs> we're definitely that's like aesthetic dorks. I, I definitely feel that, <laughs> that camaraderie. <laughs> awesome. So it's a, it's a term I've actually never heard before, so I want to ask you, you know, what is a style voice? Yes. So a style voice, because people, you know, a lot of people tend to think that style is superficial. It's just, you know, what's trendy, what, what a, a really traditional stylist tells you you should wear according to your body or what your coloring is, blah, blah, blah. So a style voice, I, for me, it's so much deeper than that. It's, so your style voice, just like a painter paints and they have their artistic voice and a writer writes and you can tell from their style, you know, their style and their words and their, how they craft things, you can tell like that is that writer's voice. The same goes for your style voice. So each of us, you know, we, we're basically using clothing to express who we are on the outside to the world and to communicate and to feel how we want to feel. So for me, that's what clothing is all about. And you're expressing your energy and your essence and, pre, like, you know, your mission, your purpose, who you are as a human uh, through what you wear. Like, that's the first thing people see. So that's, like, that's a tall order. There's nothing superficial about that. And so that's, like, to me, an artistic expression for people, for women, men. And that's why I call it your style of voice because you, you really have to find that voice and, you know, how that feels and looks for you and your energy and then express that. So what what do you think actually, I mean, you probably know, but what actually happens when somebody discovers their own unique style voice? Because I know there's, you know, what, what colors are in season this fall or, you know, what's trending on the runway and all these things. But, like, what does it really encompass and how, how does that really benefit us? Yes. Well, the one major thing that popped into my head when you asked that is I've heard so many women after they find their style voice, they say, I finally look like myself. I finally like feel like myself. So there's this magical freaking like alignment that happens. It's like you finally what you're what you see in the mirror is actually matching who you are on the inside, and so that leads to huge confidence. That he, that leads to you actually not being afraid anymore. Like it helps you get past the fears of being invisible and uh, I'm sorry of being visible. So it really just helps you to show up in your life and start doing stuff instead of you know hiding out and letting life pass you by. So interesting. I mean, so often, I mean, even for us fashionistas and creative folks, it's like a lot of times we'll go and we'll buy, you know, the, the thing that's in style right now. And a lot of times it's not really, maybe it's not made for our body type, but what you're trying to say is it's, maybe it's not meant for our style voice. And so mm. are, we, are we getting dressed up like to uh, be somebody we're not? 
Sometimes we are. And sometimes we were actually talking about this a little bit the other day during one of my sessions, but even like somebody who's amazingly well-dressed and has style inherently, you know, already has good taste. So many women already have good taste, but they're not dressing for their true nature, for their true energy and essence. They're not dressing like themselves. So even if they're wearing like amazing clothing and they're totally, you know, fashionable, that does not mean, that does not necessarily mean that they are expressing their style voice. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So I want to find out, okay, so in this, I actually know so many people that would benefit this. So you help this career-driven, overachieving misfit, okay? So there's so much goodness just in that audience. And here yeah. she is. She's, she's hiding out. She's letting life pass her by. I can totally relate to this. I was definitely one of those overachieving, career-driven misfits. And so... <laughs> Uh, you work with these women. You help them not only find their style voice, but you help them find their art. You do so much with them during this process to really uncover the blocks, overcoming the yuck, all of those things that we discovered in your signature system. So what have you found is the number one challenge of these women that you work with, and how do they overcome it? Mm-hmm. And this might be surprising, but I think with this specific woman, you know, the, the career-driven, overachieving misfit, she wants to rebel against everything, so there's no room for fluff. The biggest challenge is really kind of taking that, saying that it's okay to be nice to herself. It's okay to feel good. It doesn't make you any less intelligent. It doesn't make you any less substantial. It doesn't make you any less serious or hardworking, anything. So it's really like... That, I find, is the biggest challenge, like her allowing to be kind of kind to herself and allow herself to feel good, doing something that feels good. Because so many of us were raised in that masculine, you know, we have to be productive, you have to be successful, and only this is, like, this is what's important, you know, the concrete and the black and white and all that stuff. But sometimes the challenge is for, for those women saying, you know what, I actually want to feel good. I actually want to mm -hmm. feel good. And so that, because there can be a huge disconnect there. So interesting. You know, it's kind of like, I always say it, like being an overachiever is like a blessing and a curse. You know, it's like there's this ambition just like coming out of like every pore. We just want to do good. We want to succeed. We want to perfect our craft, all these things, which are very masculine traits, you know, necessary, but there's also that counterbalance, which is that feminine part of really allowing us to heal from, you know, past challenges, things that we've gone through in our life, things that are still holding us back, or maybe we've even, like, taken on a career path that doesn't totally utilize our greatest talents. So I want to talk about having fun, because I, I can totally relate to this topic. I mean, I'm definitely Miss Little Workaholic, and it is time to have fun. It is time to heal those war wounds of maybe childhood or something, something down the line in your life that really is a, a turning point of when we decided that, you know, we're not good enough or I can't do that or I can't make money doing that, all those things. So I want to pick your brain about let's have fun, why is it important, and how can we, as women, overachieving, uh, career-driven, uh, gifted women, how can we get more of it? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, and this is such a huge question. And fun seems so, like, frivolous and so simple to me, 
right? It's, but it's so vital. It's like it really is vital to your success. It's vital to your happiness. So we were just saying, like, we, a person too, and I still have flare-ups in different areas of my life of doing the shoulds. Like, you know, if I'm smart and I'm going to be successful, this is what I have to do and people expect this of me. And showing any emotion is weak and my priority is getting this done, productivity, all these things. So when we're focused on that, it's almost like you create this cocoon effect where you're totally constricted, you're, you're totally hiding within yourself and these thoughts, you're totally living in the headspace, you're thinking, 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 and there's no room for anything else. So fun is part of feeling. And, and I mean, for most of these overachieving misfits, we have all been in our heads so much that we've kind of forgotten to inhabit our bodies. We've forgotten to, like, to notice what feels good and exciting and fun and thrilling. We've forgotten to notice these things because it hasn't been a priority. There hasn't been room for it because all these other shoulds have taken up so much space in the old noggin, you know? So fun is a really, I mean, it's so simple, but it's like the crux of you feeling good because why do I call these women, you know, and I'm a misfit too, but why, why are they misfits? Because you, you feel, you end up feeling when you're like living in your headspace and in all these, in this dutiful sort of space, you're, you're not connecting with people. So it looks like everyone is like enjoying life. Life is passing you by. People are laughing and loving and flipping their hair and running through fields. Mm-hmm. And you're like, your ass is stuck like crying in the shower, right? And you're all alone. But if you go out and actually actively seek fun, if you, if you decide, you know what, I'm going to do some little activities, I'm going to push myself, <clears throat> I'm going to make it a concrete thing. So just like I'm productive at work, just like I'm productive, you know, in doing all these things, I'm going to also be productive in my fun. So I'm going to start scheduling fun. I'm going to, I'm going to like find little things that I've wanted to do that I've never done before, and I'm going to have these new experiences and create new sensations in my life. Then suddenly when you're having these feelings instead of thinking, these feelings you're starting to connect with this person and another person. You're participating in life. So it starts like bringing you out of that isolation. Do you see what I'm saying? It's this whole like a magical effect. Yeah. I went on and on. Sorry. Did that answer your question? No. Well, first I want to back up because, okay, I know you live in the south of France, are you American? Yes. Okay, I'm, I'm so, Mexican-American, yes. Okay, that's so funny. Okay, so do you think, I mean, because I've traveled to Europe, I, you know, I've traveled to different countries. In your opinion, do you think that it's like an American way that we were kind of taught to, like, because I know I was taught to get good grades, go to a good college, like all of those, like, very structured masculine storyline that we're supposed to embodied in our life and do these things and it's supposed to give us this amazing outcome and so here we are talking about having more fun which for for me I do kind of think of a more European lifestyle only because like they get what a a month off or two months off or they take a siesta I don't know there just seems like such a different cultural thing do you think it's like a an American cultural problem that that we've been conditioned this way which is maybe one of the reasons we've ended up being these career-driven overachievers and then obviously feeling like a misfit because we're not having that much fun anymore? Yes, that's a brilliant point because, yes, absolutely. I think in the United States there's this whole – there's like a big disconnect. And what I've noticed from living in France is that even though there's still there's still this huge – I think it's like globally a cultural thing where women have to be – like in order to be empowered, you have to be kick-ass. You have to show no emotion, no mercy. Like let's be a high-profile like a high profile lawyer and kick some ass and I'm not going to budge. Like there's – I think that's sort of a trend all over the world. But that said, definitely in Europe there's more time for – self 
self-care. There's more time to, like, go and sit in a park and be in nature and, and have your lunch there instead of sitting at your cubicle and to actually, like, have a salad or a nice sandwich instead of, you know, going through the drive through I mean, sometimes a girl's got to do what a girl's got to do, but there's more, <laughs> <an> em- <laughs> there's more of an emphasis on sort of enjoying the moment of really of buying things that are a little more luxurious, even if you're buying less, you know, depending on your budget, right? But instead of having like a million things from a from a discount store that are going to kind of fall apart, you buy a f- you fewer, but they're high quality. They feel good. They're actually substantial garments that make you feel, you know, whatever, sassy or sexy or beautiful, whatever, however you want to feel. So there is definitely an emphasis on that, on things being beautifully wrapped. Even if it's a tiny little gift here, for example, you're going to give someone, mm-hmm. they wrap it so beautifully and it's free. It's just part of the thing because there's that whole aesthetic. It's part of enjoying life. So absolutely, I think that there's a big difference. And, and taking time for meals, yeah, all of that, there's, still, there's space for, for leisure here, and that's a really lovely thing. So I'm so curious because I, I just have this inclination that you're, like, going to bring this European, you know, beautifully luxury lifestyle to these amazing women that are working so hard here in America. I mean, all over the world as well. I really feel like as Americans we have been brought up that way, and here you are, an American, a Mexican-American that had moved to Europe I'm curious, when you moved to Europe, was that when something changed for you, or did it happen before or after that? Oh my God, that's crazy because it actually, I was having, I was doing the thinking, thinking, bombarding, crying in the shower. I've t- told you before, I used to walk like in the hallway at my corporate job and saying, you know, there's more to life than this. And I, nobody, I wasn't having fun. I wasn't, I, happiness eluded me. I couldn't imagine it. And then as soon as I got here in France, we were in a, this tiny little medieval village. And it's like, I finally had the space to think about myself. I was kind of like, I was forced to, because it was really small. So it's not like I had this crazy, I, I didn't have to go to work or I didn't have crazy transport and I didn't have all these things I had to do for my corporate job. I just had space to really reflect and connect with myself, get to know myself, remember what I like. So, and that's when I totally decided to embark on this journey because I finally had sort of the mental and energetic space to do it. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Are we catching that? Listeners, are are we hearing what she's saying? This is basically like a huge light bulb for me. I mean, I don't live in Europe. I've traveled, but it's, and then we're, we're so conditioned. Like we're, we're so go, 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 trying to achieve the results that we're looking for, trying to make more money, trying to shop and find the love of our life and do all these things when really it's like that, those quiet moments when instead of crying in the shower, it's like taking a bath and enjoying every last of those essential oils or those candles and just <laughs> taking time for yourself and really yeah. figuring out, like, what is it? And if we don't take the time to discover it, will the feeling really ever go away of just feeling unhappy? Mm. Yes. That's so true, and I, I don't know if you've ever had this, but there's like this, at least for me, at first there was like this cynical, like, okay, what the hell is the bath going to do for me? Like, I don't, I don't really have time for that. I'm not going to oil up my body because who the hell cares, <laughs> seriously. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, but, but, like, it's really true if you start spending the time and kind of – it's more about, like, allowing that space for yourself – and getting over the wanting to punch unicorns in the face, like, because that's the attitude, right? Like all these fluffy stuff and the, you know, flowers and lo- universe and stuff. But just give it a try. Like seriously, you don't have to 
adhere to every or marry you know every single concept but just try being kinder to yourself try allowing some uh, for some space try getting to know, know yourself or read or journal a little bit more or just doing something nice and luxurious for yourself and just see how that feels and it's okay to feel happy like that doesn't make you any less smart or cool or intriguing or artistic <laughs> right <laughs> it's okay and you'll actually create better art that way you'll know what your art is and allow time for it and be able to start expressing it. Love it. So your brand. Okay, I want to just, cause for those that don't know what Technicolor Pri- uh, Priestess is, can you give us a little bit of background? Like how did you come up with that name? What does it mean? What is a priestess? Yes, yes, yes. So I know I've always had this thing about, you know, helping others and sort of connecting energetically and spiritually, but it's not like in a, I knew that it was not in like a very, because I'm sort of, you know, hyperactive, I've got lots of energy and there's glitter all around and whatever. Mm -hmm. So I knew that I had to have like this extra, like other dimension about fun and about lightheartedness. So the seriousness about the healing and transformation and growth, it is the priestess part. And then the fun, lighthearted, you know, fashion and, and, um, and style and excitement and, uh, creativity that's the technicolor so it's like you're you're healing yourself and you're doing all these things and growing but it's but it's definitely fun and exciting um so that's that's sort of how i came up with that and and also for me it's pretty much my higher self my higher self is the technicolor priestess when i when i'm in like in a, in a pickle um i always say okay what would seriously what would my technicolor priestess self do i'm a fierce and fearless technicolor priestess and what would i do in this situation you know if i really tap into her and it seriously makes me do things differently because i'm tapped into her into that part of me so i want to help i it's a huge mission for me to help other women to find their equivalent of that so that they can totally you know be in sync with her and living life with that connection uh, okay, so for those overachieving, career-driven misfits who are crying in the shower or tossing and turning at night, if they actually knew how to tap into their higher self, whether it's a technical or priestess or their own version of that, would the pain subside? Mm-hmm. It would help um, because this is – it's sort of – Choosing something different is something you have to do every day. That's just the fact, right? We all have, like, there is, sometimes there are crappy circumstances. Sometimes you're just going to have things that don't go the way you think they should go. So it's really choosing this. It's like creating a new habit. So, yes, you're, you're daily connecting with her. You're remembering you're using it as a tool to connect and to start sort of guiding you, creating new habits, new actions, new feelings, new thoughts to get you going in a, in a direction that feels good, that feels how you want it to feel. Yes. So it can definitely stop you from feeling yuck. Mm-hmm. It can stop the pain. That's absolutely, it did for me. Love it. Oh, my gosh. I wonder what my Technicolor Priestess is. <laughs> this higher self. I mean, maybe it's a holistic fashionista. Maybe that's my higher self. So, so yes, interesting. The All I of love that word. Do. Oh, thank you. Yes, the master. So, so I want to, before we, you know, kind of wrap up our beautiful interview with you today, I want to just, your signature system is so profound. It's so a piece of me because I truly believe every client or anybody out there who has clients or customers that there is a piece of you in them and yours, you know, there's a piece of you and me and me and you. And so I want to just find out, tell us a little bit about your signature system and where they can find out more information about how to work with you. Yes, yes, yes. And thank you. This like this system has blown my mind, so I'm just so grateful to you for helping me 
you know, create it, and I, it's just magic and potent, and I'm so excited. So what I do is I help the career-driven, overachieving misfit who struggles with hiding out and letting life pass her by to have fun, discover her calling and craft, and express herself through her style. So basically, for those of you who are out there, maybe in a job that pays well and, you know, with a good title, and you just, you know you have a higher calling, you know you want to do more and be more and feel to sort of switch things up, like really live up to your potential, what you call your potential, not just the shooting and the duty. Just starting to feel good about who you are and what you're you're doing in your life and, you know, start expressing that creativity and, and your truest, higher self. So... Basically, my signature system is a pathway for you to get there. Do you want me to go through the steps, sort of an overview? Yeah, let's ha- how many steps are in your system? <laughs> <laughs> eight. Eight steps are in my system. <laughs> so the, the first step is, is clearing through all the muck because we all have it, right? Sort of like the emotional baggage, our limiting beliefs. So really clearing that out. Then after that is using some different energy techniques like, you know, Reiki and tapping and different things to really clear that and start shifting so that you can, you know, start creating new habits and mindsets. And and then from there, step three is journey within, journey into inner space where you are really connecting and discovering yourself, who you are, your desires, what you like, just really getting in there, your landscape, your energy, you know, just really getting to know yourself in a way you've never done before. The next step is to treasure hunt for fun. So you're basically mm-hmm. connecting with what, maybe things you've always wanted to do that you've never allowed yourself to do before and really exploring fun and seeing what that feels like in your life. Then the next part is discovering your style voice. So really defining that, you know, there, there are different parts uh, in that. We go through your closet. We do all these different things to really start helping you express who you are through what you wear. And then there's a lovely closing ceremony with different surprises and, and challenges to sort of seal the deal and, you know, help you go out into the world as, as your higher self, you know, your version of the Technicolor Priestess. Oh, my goodness. It's so good. I love it. And yeah. you are going to – you are and have been changing so many lives. It's just – it's such a pleasure to have worked with you. And, you know, I know there's so much more for us to come I want to find out, you know, we've got your signature system. We know how you can help these amazing women that are doing awesome things in the world. They just need to have a little bit more fun and really tap into really that higher self that you've been talking about this entire interview. Is there anything that I didn't ask you today that you wish that I would have that our audience would find helpful? Yes, I've been talking a lot about, you know, the thinking, thinking, thinking instead of feeling. So actually I created something that's like a little teaser for you to help you, you know, start feeling when you're doing things. And it's something really simple so you don't have to overthink it. It's a, it's a little graphic guide to what I call intuitive dressing. So it's, you know, again, to get you feeling um, what you wear instead of thinking about everything. So to make it a little more artistic. And I would love to give that to the listeners. And they can get that at technicolorpriestess.com forward slash intuitive dash dressing dash gift forward slash. So, yay! Love it. Awesome. Well, I'll definitely have that link available on your speaker page, uh, technicolorpriestess.com forward slash intuitive dash dressing dash gift forward slash. Forward slash, yes. Yes, Perfect. yes, yes. Well, Ejani, this has been so enlightening. I'm so excited. I want to do your signature system as well. I think it's amazing. <laughs> I think everything that, that you're about, this European, you know, 
vibe of really honoring like everything that you get as a gift, whether it's wrapped in a bow. It's just like taking those time out of your day to just make every last bite of your salad in the park more enjoyable. Just more enjoy your life. Take the time for yourself is really what I've taken away from this interview to find what it is that you are really meant to do, that purpose-driven path that you talk about by tapping into your higher self, healing and overcoming some of the yuck that's been convoluting us for so many years. And let's start dressing, like, not because of the trends or for what's in style, but for our, by finding our style voice. That's, that's just such a profound way of looking at enjoying your life a little bit more by not just following the trends or even just feeling frumpy, but knowing that we have our own unique signature style that can be expressed only once we've really tapped into that higher self. Yeah, amen. Yes, yes, yes. It all works together. Awesome. Well, thank you, Ejani Schultz, for being a guest speaker here at the Holistic Fashionista Speaker Series. It's been an absolute joy to work with you on your signature system. I look forward to so many more collaborations and that platinum program that you've got coming up in Paris. Which yes. <laughs> I, won't, I won't share the goods yet, but she's got an amazing VIP trip coming very soon, which I'll be wanting to attend, which will bring us to Paris to go shopping and get photos taken and all good stuff. So thanks so much, Esme, for your energy and your lightness. You have just been a joy to work with, and I wish you so much success in the future. Thank you, Angel. You really are an amazing, amazing, masterful and light-filled just magician, and I'm so grateful for you, and thank you for having me. This was really fun. I'm so grateful to you. Thank you, honey. Have a good rest of the day, and we'll catch up again soon. All right. Thank you so much. You too. Goodbye. Bye.